The new Grad Physio podcast is hosted by Andy Barker, consultant MSK and sports physiotherapist, private practice owner and the founder of the new Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked in his dream role at the Leeds Rhinos as the head of physio and rehab, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes and within professional rugby, football and dance whilst running his own group of private practice clinics. He started the new grad physio to help student and new grad therapists just like you overcome the specific challenges you face at the start of your therapy career, helping you to dodge the common pitfalls that can cause confusion and overwhelm with your clinical practice and stop you getting the patient results and the jobs or promotions you deserve. This podcast will deliver you actionable advice, will help you make sense of your patient assessments, reason your treatments and patient rehab to get results well beyond your level of experience. You will also discover what you need to do to open doors, to create opportunities for yourself, so you can enjoy the best possible start to life as a new grad physio. So, let's get started. Hey, it's Andy Park here and welcome back to the new grad physio podcast. Something a little bit different in this week's episode. I'm going to go through a case study. So, this is an Achilles pain case study of a, a patient I saw recently in my private practice clinic and is the exact um, case study I actually posted in the members area of my new graph physio membership earlier this week. So each and every Monday I will post a case study into the group. I'll give some information regarding the patient, regarding the subjective assessment, objective assessment and then post a couple of questions to the, the members um, and then what I do is give them a few days, um, four days to be exact, um, before I then um, record a, a live or produce a live sort of video in, again, the members area to, to go through the case study in a bit more detail. So I do like a sort of clinical reasoning session where I'll, I'll answer the, the questions that I, I posed and then just go through the go through the case study in a little bit more more detail. So the idea here is... Um, you get an opportunity to work through um, a patient assessment to to look at the subjective assessment, look at the objective assessment, and then start to think about it might be a question regarding the diagnosis, prognosis, treatment and rehab planning. But ultimately, you get the opportunity to clinically reason, to work through a case study um, without having to do it on the fly. So you know yourself when you're in the room with a patient on your own, um, there's a million things running through your head. It can be really difficult sometimes to, to try and make sense of, of what is going on. So this um, content that I put in the members group is, I did a, actually did a recent vote towards the back end of, of last year and the members felt this was the most valuable um, content that I that I post weekly in the, the group. And again, it gives you the opportunity to actually see patients without having to you know be in that room on your own you know behind that clinic door with all those thoughts running through your head trying to make sense of of what's going on and a patient stood there you know waiting for you to say something and to do something so when you do 
get patients um, that present in a similar way in the future, you've already seen them, you've already worked through those in, in your head. You've seen examples of these types of, of patients. So again, it, if it's an Achilles pain patient like I'm going to go through now, or a patient that's got knee pain or shoulder pain, or maybe, maybe a more complex um, low back pain problem, you've seen these before. You've had the experience of working through them. You've seen examples of the, the type of things that you are going to see um, in the in the real world, whether you work in private practice, whether you work in sport, whether you work in the NHS. So again, it takes that sort of guesswork away, gives the opportunity to practice uh, and to see these things without that pressure of, of that patient, you know, breathing down your neck and, and asking you what's going on. So I'll run through the case study first and I'll pose a couple of questions and then, you know, you again, you can get in contact and, and let me know what you, you think with the, the case study. But we've got um, a 53-year-old male complaining of left Achilles pain, experienced runner, half and sort of full marathon distances. He reports similar Achilles problems in the past, on and off for the last eight years or so. But he had a recent flare-up three weeks ago, which he feels has been quite slow to settle. Historically, He's generally able to manage his symptoms quite well by modifying his training, reducing the volume a little bit, keeping on top of his sort of rehab and prehab, which involves some sort of ankle mobility work, hopping and some sort of ankle drilling exercises that he does prior to every running session. Alongside his running, he also completes two full body gym sessions per week, which includes some um, isolated calf and hamstring strength work. He notes there's been no changes to his training recently or, or, or anything else that he, he thinks might have um, flared his, his Achilles. Um, he notes a long history of neck and lower back pain of 12 plus years and he's had previous right knee surgery. So he had a medial uh, meniscectomy in 2014, so 10 years ago. None of these issues, so the knee or the back, have been an issue recently. So... That's the information from his subjective assessment. Objectively, uh, when I observed him walking, I didn't really pick anything out. When I got him to do some simple movements in standing, um, he had reduced standing forward flexion and reduced right side flexion. None of these produced any pain, but they were just limited in movement. He was holding more weight through his right lower limb. So with um, an assessment, uh, we use in the new grad physio um membership and something that I teach called a standing foot scan assessment. He had more weight on his right side than his left, so 55% to 45%. Range of movement on the bed, he had reduced right hip internal rotation, which was 20 degrees, which was 30 degrees on his left hip. He had pain end of range right hip flexion with some pain into the anterior hip. When I tested his um, output, he had reduced left um, output on his lateral hip and also his um, posterior chain on the, the left side. Observation and palpation, he was tender on the distal insertion of his left Achilles tendon. And in regards to special testing with this particular patient, I didn't do any. So that's the information from the objective assessment. So you could probably... No, quite quite clearly identify this is um, an Achilles tendinopathy um, presentation. Um, but the questions I posed to the members in the group were, how might you explain this injury? Um, 
to the patient. So more specifically, how might you explain why this injury has occurred to your patient? And then secondly, what would you focus your treatment and rehab on with this patient? So sessions one and sessions two. So these were the exact questions I posed in the, the group. I, I want to focus just on the first question. So there's some really important lessons we can learn from this question, which ultimately helps you to actually be better at how you manage patients with overuse problems like Achilles tendinopathy, patellar tendinopathy, quads tendinopathy, uh, recurrent you know, muscle or, or tendon injuries that you might see with the patients or athletes that you work with. So the question of how might you explain why this injury has occurred to your patient. So the why is, is really, really important because again, you could listen to what I've just said and quite clearly before I told you, I'm sure it was quite evident given his presentation what was going on? He's got Achilles pain. He's told us he's he's got Achilles pain. You know, he's tender in his Achilles. You know that, in terms of a diagnosis, is is quite simple. But why has this injury happened? Because he's got pain in his left Achilles. He's a runner. Why has he not got pain in his right Achilles? His legs are doing the same thing when he runs. You know, his foot hits the floor, then takes off again. Left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. You know, you know, you know how to run. You know how someone runs. Um, that's in real simple terms what what happens. So why is he only got pain on one side? Um, so our job, your job as his physio, is to work out why this injury has occurred. Because again, if you only treat the Achilles, you're you're only treating the the site of the problem, and you need to do that. You need to dampen down the pain he's got. You need to to load the tendon. Um, do all those sort of things. We know there's some really great evidence around tendon management and there's things that can be helpful, whether that's eccentrics, isometrics, heavy slow resistance training, um, all things that I use, you know, you know, in part with, you know, the patients I work with with tendon-based problems. But what a lot of therapists don't do is then they treat the site of the symptoms relatively well, dampen down pain, use the hands-on treatments, use some of those know tendon protocols i've just mentioned which can be helpful for the achilles but what they don't fix is the the source of the problem so whilst you might fix the site of the issue in this case the achilles if you've not identified and fixed the source of the problem then the likelihood is as soon as that patient you know ramps up their training gets back into to higher level activities in this case would we'll be running for this patient the likelihood is this injury is going to come back. And this has happened for the last eight years with this guy. He's had some good um, input from physios in the past. He's really diligent with his prep and doing you know, some really good stuff prior to, to running in the way that he warms up, mobilizes his ankles, some activation drills, hopping, drilling type of activities, um, which, which are great in terms of, I guess, running preparation. But... The, the one thing that's not been addressed is his biomechanics and ultimately why his left Achilles is overworking because that's ultimately what's happening. There's more load going through his left calf. You, obviously, calf muscle turns into tendon, attaches into the calcaneus in, through, your, through your, the Achilles tendon. Basically, the calf's doing too much work on that left side. That increased load's going through the tendon, 
attendance a bit unhappy. That's ultimately what's what's happening in really simple terms. So again, heavy slow resistance training, eccentrics, isometrics, he's done all these things. He still does them as part of those SNC programs, but nothing uh, no, up to the point of, of of us um going through our assessment and looked at some things maybe a little bit differently um to what more traditional therapists might do and we're able to pick out a couple of things that were really really important and again to to close the loop clearly looking at his um subjective assessment to start with there's a couple of key things that i wanted to have a closer look at long history of back pain um, previous um, right knee surgery, um, so back pain, uh, neck pain of 12 plus years, um, neck less of a concern, um, lower back certainly in terms of how his lower back uh, moves, his pelvis, that can have a big impact on, on what's happening further down the chain, um, and in particular, that previous right knee surgery he had 10 years ago. So he's had previous right knee surgery 10 years ago, and then eight years ago started with Achilles symptoms for the first time. Is that a coincidence? You know, probably not. Particularly when we then look at his um, objective assessment, he's got some alterations in how he's moving. You know, looking at his forward flexion pattern, how he's side bending. So again, that's when you have to side bend, you have to shift your weight to, to one side. Um, how he's holding his weight, he's putting more weight through his his right side than than his left. So again, that all fits in with again some movement changes. To, to to what's happening with um you know with his body uh, and we know the body does that we know the body compensates he gets an injury and in the short term this is really good because what your body might do is you know move you off that limb that joint that muscle whatever it is the tendon that's irritated to, to try and put some load somewhere else to prevent you from causing more damage to yourself which in the short term is great because it's going to stop you injuring yourself more making that injury worse but the long term it's not and the difficulty the problem we have as therapists is we know the body does not just reset itself so the pain goes away um you know the problem's not there any, any well in this case it might be the achilles settles down you know you, the patient rests it for a little bit it feels a lot, a lot better um they they reload and things typically tend to be okay and um, with sort of tendon based problems but then again, they ramp up their training, they do a little bit more, more running, more volume, go a bit harder, uh, and then their pain comes back. Because what's happened here is the body's compensated, it's changed, um, the way it's moving, biomechanics have changed in the short term, but the body has not reset itself. So those compensations still um, you know, are still there. And what that might mean is the way the body's moving, the way tissues are being um, underloaded and overloaded is still apparent so again if that's causing the, the achilles for example to be overloaded and we've not fixed those biomechanics and those compensations then as soon as they go back running your patient's gonna flare up again because those compensations are still there the achilles and that calf are still overworking they're still being overloaded and they're gonna flare up again you know it's it makes really logical sense so again thinking back to your management of any patient you work with, but particularly patients that are struggling with overuse, you know, your tendonopathy type of, of patterns, recurrent injuries, whether that's calves, hamstrings, adductors, 100% the, 
there's some changes somewhere, biomechanical changes, compensations. The first place to, to, to start to try and figure that out is always the patient's past medical history, the subjective assessment to find out what injuries they've had in the past, because that's going to give you some clues as to what compensations might have, uh, might have, you know, might be there, and then you can obviously then use your objective assessment to then clarify that, to confirm that, and then ensure you're actually treating the right thing. Because the key thing here is, yes, you need to treat the Achilles tendon pain, treat the site of the problem. But you also need to identify the source of the problem because if you fail to do that, you know the the likelihood is patient symptoms are going to come back. I've yet to see a patient that's um, that I've seen, you know, whether that's in clinic or athletes that I work with from you know, a whole number of different sports that have persistent tendon-based pain um, that have been fixed solely by treating the site of the problem. So what I mean by that is those persistent you know, cases that just keep coming back and keep coming back, those real long-standing, like, this, like the case study, eight-year eight history on and off. I've never seen a patient like this or an athlete like that that has just got better from treating the tendon. So by doing eccentrics, isometrics, by doing heavy slow resistance training, by using manual therapy to treat the calf and, and the Achilles in isolation. All those patients and all those athletes, those persistent ones, those chronic ones, they've only got better when we've treated the Achilles and done some of those things, used some of those protocols, but when we've actually also identified and fixed the source of the problem. And in you know, in the majority of cases, um, you know, I'd say probably eight out of ten cases, um, eighty percent of cases, um, the patient's past medical history has basically given the clues that we needed to, to work out exactly what was going on. So treating both the site and source of the problem is key for, for any injury, but particularly so for um, overuse-based injuries, tendon-based um, injuries are, are a prime example of that. Because again, this is what's going to get you Great results, even with more complex, you know, chronic tendons, Achilles, really stubborn symptoms. Like what, what's gone wrong and what's missing is often um, the the therapist's ability, your ability to actually identify both the site and the source of the problem. So, I I hope that's helpful. I hope that's maybe made you think a little bit differently around how you approach the management of any patient. Because again, it's you know, we're not just treating symptoms. We're not just we're not pain management specialists. That's not what we do as therapists. Yeah, we treat pain. That's part of what we do. But ultimately, our job is to return patients to the level of function they they want to do. Um, they were doing before their injury, and a big part of that is not only just treating pain and often the the site of their injury, but it's actually treating everything else, looking at the body as a whole, uh, and understanding, working out, and then. You know, applying the right principles in terms of the treatments you might offer, the rehab you may do with your patient to, to get your patient to, to where they need to be. Being respectful of their injury, um, but progressing them through a, a treatment plan um, in a systematic, logical way to get them back doing the things that they would like. So if 
these type of case studies, you know, listen to this has been really helpful for you. Um, clearly, I've not gone into too much detail um, on this particular case in respect for um, the guys that are in the Nuga Physio program that, that are investing themselves to, to get this sort of level of support. So I will be going um, into detail with this particular case study um, actually tomorrow. Um, in the New Guard Physio sort of members group, when I'll I'll pick apart this sort of case study and answer the two questions that I uh, I went through before, and specifically related to this case, this relates to how I was able to identify the both the, the, the site and and the source of the the patient symptoms, and also from the information provided, um, what were my main you know focus. Um, points I guess for the for the first couple of sessions so session one and session two if this is the sort of content you you think would really help you in your practice in terms of your development your understanding and your clinical reasoning then maybe the new graphical membership is for you so if you want to learn how to get access to weekly content like this then head to newgraphysio.com forward slash membership there is a short form you can just fill in bobby details on that hit submit that gets sent straight through to, to me and the team and we can have a look at that and then you know see if you would be be suitable to join the program and as always if you do have any questions anything you're a little bit unsure about anything that you want me to clarify then don't hesitate to get in touch either reach out to me on any of my social channels or just send me an email andy at newgradphysio.com just finally just want to say as always big thanks for your time and attention i really do appreciate it keep all your questions coming and give us some great topics for um future podcast episodes Uh, and like i say i really mean it when you know, I offer my um, support, you know, if you do need any help, assistance with anything, whether that's relates to your clinical practice, your your career, progression, development, then don't hesitate to get in touch. And then finally, finally, um, enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you have got planned, and I'll speak to you all again very soon. Thanks for listening to the New Grad Physio podcast. Before you head off, just wanted to make sure you did not miss this. Alongside his podcast, Andy posts a weekly blog on his website, www.newgradphysio.com. You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF, the five breakthrough steps to confidently treat the shoulder right every time, avoid mistakes and stop you feeling less adequate than other new grads. This is Andy's most popular resource and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you. To get a copy of this PDF or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses or find out more about his new grad physio membership, head to www.newgradphysio.com. Have a great day and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.